Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening. Welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio right here on Tojinet and Parax Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, and all that other stuff. I've been saying that for 20 years. <laughs> God. And New England's old Van Helsing. And with me... My lovely co-host, the blonde bomb, 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 shelf herself, <laughs> and Kerrigan. Hi, how are you? I, I love that old 50s music. <laughs> blue moon, do, do. Remember the oh. blue moon, that song? Do you ever, did you, that's nah, before your time. It's blue before moon. my time, but I am familiar with the song. Blue moon, did the deep, 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 deep. What? That one? Blue what? Moon. Blue moon, you saw me standing alone? Yeah, you know, well, not like that. My heart. Yeah, a little oh, beat to it there, Ann. Don't drag it out like it's a funeral, ah, Dirge. No, I know. God. That really yeah, the old bop, 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 bop. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, that was cool stuff back then. Anyways, joining me tonight right. and and tonight is our special guest. She is the former co-host of Ghost Chronicles Morning Editions, before all this virus crap hit. She is the curator of New England Curiosity. She is an author extraordinaire, and she is a witch. No, not a witch. Is she a witch? I don't know. Eh, anyways, here's Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I am your mystery maven. What an intro. It's kind of hard to follow up after that one. But Isn't it? Very well done. Oh, <laughs> uh, my. So he knows I, how to introduce him, I'm telling you. Are you a witch, daughter witch? I, I have my witchy ways. Okay, so you, you're not an, like, you don't call yourself a witch. It depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> yep, yep, just like a call girl. Hear, tell them what you want to hear. Oh, my. Wow. Did I, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I want her to stay yes, that was your out loud voice. Trying to make her hang up? What? Oh, Roxy and I know each other forever, haven't we, Roxy? We have since probably 2004, so it's right, been, right. been quite a while. That's right. You certainly are well aware of what I'm like. And if you didn't like me, you wouldn't be on the show. It's frightening. The but, yeah. It's 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 more scary than the ghost, honestly. But right. it's it's yeah. all right. It keeps you on your toes. Somehow we live with it, right? <laughs> Somehow. Take the torture, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, Roxy is also, did I mention a tour guide? Yes, I did. Maybe not. If not, she is a tour guide of her tours, which were taking a beating last year because of that uh-huh. freaking virus. And, but you, you are surviving and are you planning on coming back this year? 
Um, we we are planning on coming back this year. So, you know, obviously being in the tour business, we're in the people business. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't run tours when you can't be around people. So we really scale, scaled our in-person tours back last year. I think I probably did 10 in-person tours, maybe for 10 people each. Um, and that was way later in the season. And, you know, a few tours for just a couple of people who really, really wanted to do it in person. Um, so luckily we were able to socially distance and pull those off, but nowhere near the number of tours that we normally do. So, you know, much like a lot of people had to do because of the pandemic is we had to find a way to change. I mean, this is this is what I do every day. This is my business. This is how I pay my bills. So um, I decided to, you know, put together some virtual tours and virtual events and do storytelling nights on Facebook Live and, you know, just really throwing it at the wall and hoping that, you know, something would happen. And luckily I'm, I'm very lucky and very blessed that I was able to pull off a lot of virtual tours last year, which got me out of the house to go to cemeteries because the only people you're going to find there are dead ones. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be breathing on you for the most part. Um, no. In most cases. They're done breathing. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So um, uh, luckily, I was able to, you know, sort of refocus and get those on the calendar and saw people from, you know, all around the world via Zoom and managed to keep my head over, you know, over the water and, and not drown in um, in all of that uncertainty. It, you know, it, it came out of nowhere and there was no time to prepare because our season was just about to kick off. So Right. Um, Horrible. Yeah, ah, we were we were just yeah. getting ready to start in March of last year, and um, it just it didn't happen. So our hope is this year, um, you know, probably June to start some small tours up again, and sort of see where that goes. I I think you know as far as the virtual tours go, those will continue, and um, those have been uh, most most Monday nights, and we've been able to you know sort of travel all over New England. So luckily, we can still sort of get our ghostly fix. So that's that's, this, that's the kind of good thing that came out of this pandemic is is this virtual stuff now. I mean, because uh, Circles of Wisdom, of course, it was a retail store and, and they used to do class and living and they had a switch to their, a lot of their people uh, doing Zoom uh, workshops and so forth, which I've been doing uh, through them as well. Mm-hmm. And even though the, they'll be opening again and, and everything else, they're going to continue with this because it actually works out pretty good because I, I know that in the past I have done things and, and people have posted, oh, I wish I lived closer. Or I wish I lived in your part of the country or everything else. Well, these virtual things actually give them the opportunity to do that. Don't you agree, uh, Roxy? They they really do, and um, I found that, you know, a, a vast majority of the audience wasn't even in New England, and they had right. canceled their travel plans to come out to New England, obviously, you know, because of travel restrictions and because of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. this was the closest that they could get to uh, to New England to see, you know, videos and photos of it. So um, I, was, I was really amazed that, you know, on average, I was getting 100 people for each virtual tour that I was doing, I was capping it at a hundred and wow. you know, 
every every tour I had, you know, between 75 and 100 people, and a lot of them Excellent. sold out and had to do them again. And I was really, really surprised. Um, and I was just trying to do my best to make them as interactive as they could be, as if you were walking with me, very conversational, taking lots of questions and thinking about, all right, so how do I do what I do virtually? And so many tutorials and so many videos on how to do it. And somehow, you know, knock wood, I pulled it off. That's great. Through your iPhone? I do them through my iPad and also my computer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you really had to have a computer to have that (laughs) wrangle that many people i think but yeah i know that was i was just trying to figure out the the logistics of that That was like crazy yeah but uh it's that's awesome that you could do that i'm and it and it's true it it really to give people that opportunity who might not otherwise have it and not a lot of people are, are mobile enough to get out of the house and take a tour and uh and do those things so that's that's opening things up to people who might be homebound. So that's another avenue that you've explored and and opened. So that's awesome. Yeah, you, you are totally correct about that. And, um, there were, there were some people that I encountered there like, you know, there's, there's no way I'm going to get to new England, you know, or I'm, I'm retired. I had, um, some folks on the tours. It was pretty funny that they had, you know, visited this area, you know, back in the, the fifties and the sixties and they hadn't been back Mm -hmm. since. And, you know, they now had kids and they were watching it with their families. And it was, um, it was really amazing to see uh, the reach and the people that were interested in what drew them to it. And it was, it was pretty amazing because people would take one tour and then they take another one and then they take another one. And I felt (laughs) like they were on a punch card. It was great. (laughs) I know when Ron did the the British, the Great British Ghost Investigation of Invasion, the quintessential, quintessential. ghost project. Right, that I that was great. I I enjoyed that because I got to connect faces to the names that I have seen for years, mm-hmm. commenting. You know, uh, Ghost Chronicles fans people who who would comment so so much and I'm like oh there's that person that's what she looks like that's what he looks like and I thought that I thought it was awesome mm-hmm. uh, because yep. I recognize the names after and so we're doing years. another one on November 13th oh day after my birthday nice yep conscientious ghost project 2 I guess so and it was it's very British. interesting yep. yeah and that's the nice thing because they get to meet all these presenters from the uk they, yes they, yes although i've brought them many of them over here at different times you get to see them all in one day mm-hmm. so anyway so roxy uh you've also working on a new book which i believe you you have coming out in, in the fall or something i believe i i do so obviously you know a some time on my hands but you know in between doing the tours and the storytelling night and it's been a few years since since my last book. My last book that came out was the um, Massachusetts Book of the Dead, which has been it's been a few years. Um, so I decided that you know since I had time on my hands and you know I really I I love to sit in research and to pull out stories that haven't been told before. I can 
you know, spend hours in a newspaper archive and, and just go through papers to see what I can find that's interesting. And I decided that since I had time on my hands to start another book project, and I was really lucky, um, you know, Arcadia Publishing, who's done most of uh, seven of the eight, six of the seven books that I have, and um, now this eighth book of mine, uh, they jumped right onto it and said, absolutely. Of course, uh, in order to uh, to get it done, I am um, I am under deadline. Uh, March 31st, my manuscript is due to be turned oh. in, and I'm, I'm such an overthinker. I, I go back, and I'm I'm rewording it and trying yeah. to, you know, describe oh. the locations that we're in. And, um, yeah. you know, it looks like all will go well. And um, this book should be out uh, probably September or October at the latest. And awesome. it's I'm nice. not going to reveal the title just yet. But if you know my book, nope. you probably might have a good idea of, um, of the vein that it's in and of the subject matter that it's going to be. But it's really designed to be a book that you throw in your car. And off you go on, you know, on an adventure. So you'll get a lot of information um, in it. And, of course, lots of ghost stories and, you know, strange things about New England that we just love. Excellent. Sounds nice. uh, Just in time for Christmas. Just watch Roxy's website, which is New England Curiosities. Is it dot com? Yep. You can go to my website, newenglandcuriosities.com. You can also go to my Instagram, which is RoxyZW, and also my Facebook page, which is New England Curiosities. And I'm always talking about, uh, you know, strange places I've visited and things that are coming up. And um, I'm really excited because I, I have a feeling that once I'm done with this, that there might even be another one after oh this. Goodness. So, wow. <laughs> so if, if, you, if, if you were following along with, um, with the books that I've just released, you might be able to figure out what it is. So um, that's why there has to be another one after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, very nice. Seven. Wow. Did I... Anyway. Uh... <laughs> you got to catch up, Ron. <laughs> What's that? You got to catch up. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I do what I do. <laughs> well, you're working on one, too, so. I do have a book in the works. And, one step uh, at a time. It's, it's going to be a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very strange book, but that's all I, all I can say about it. Okay. Um, well, look at the person who's writing it, of course. Uh-huh. No surprise. Yeah. No. yeah. It's, uh, you know, people will either love it or like it. but it is got some strange strange stories in it so that's all i can say moving right along (laughs) moving right Uh, along yes so roxy you do you visit all these places that you you've had in your books and stuff and, and and you talk about i do i and i think it's so important to do that because how can you really describe it? I mean, pictures are, are one thing, you know, um, resource books and, and I'm a horrible collector of, you know, old books and old photos and things like oh, that. But until you're, you're actually there and you're able to walk the land and see the trees and see the way light hits things and pick up on other things that you might not even know about. Um, to me, it's really not worth, writing about because there's there's so many things that I have 
discovered, whether I'm writing about cemeteries or old taverns or old houses, that there's something extra that you can write about to bring your reader into that space. You know, you can you can talk about going to the Point of Graves, our old cemetery mm-hmm. in Portsmouth. But there's not a lot written about the Point of Graves. It tells you about, you know, the creaky iron turnstile that you walk through going into mm-hmm. the Point of Graves. About, you know, the, the the way some of the gravestones have lifted out of the ground and you can see what's written on the bottom of them. Those are things you're not going to get in research. You to go there and, you know, feel the feels and feel the vibes and, you know, hear hear the ocean in the background if it's nearby, that really brings the person there. And, you know, as a professional storyteller and owning women and curiosities, that's something that I already have built in because I'm lucky I can stand in front of these old places. But for somebody that's reading a book, they're not getting that same experience. Exactly. So that's why it's so important for me to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you look through old newspapers. I mean, you, what do you just pick a newspaper and go through the whole thing? Or, I mean, how do you, how do you find your subjects in it? I mean, is it, do you search it or, I mean, it's just, it, I, I, I can picture you standing in front of newspapers going, well, no, no. Oh, look at, they had a sale at Macy's. So, oh, it's like, but <laughs> mm, yeah, get distracted, you know, it, it's, I uh, don't no. Well, well, it's you know, it's the, that's the uh, the glamorous side that nobody ever sees. You know, you're out with me for a couple of hours, and you know, we have a a really fun time. But people don't see, you know, when you know, obviously before the pandemic, I would go to the library and I just grab microfilm and pop it on the old machine, wind it up, oh, and just yes. sit and pick a year. Um, yeah. Luckily, I you know, since I couldn't go to the library, I bought a subscription. To newspapers.com. Um, the state uh, of Maine has digitized yeah. a lot of their newspapers. Um, there's a big project in Maine to digitize the old newspapers and, and things like that. So, you know, being able to go in and just, you know, picking a year and, and there mm-hmm. is, an, and this is going to sound really weird. And a lot of people, people that know me get it, but a lot of people that don't know me don't get it. Um, I, I am a big person who likes to set intention. So even when I go to a cemetery and I walk to the gate, I'm like, all right, you know, universe, God, who's ever pulling and pushing the buttons up there, mm-hmm. show me the grave that I need to go to. And I do the same thing with the newspaper. You know, help me oh. find the stories that need to be told. And that, it sounds strange, but nine times out of ten, I sit down with a random reel or a random newspaper and I find something. Same thing with the cemeteries. Mm. I find something. I've been very, very lucky to do that. My husband really thinks that it's really strange that it happens, but <laughs> no, it does. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, I, I uh, think I think I agree with you because I think you can pretty much manifest stuff. I mean, I, I, it happens to me all the time. I mean, I, I've mentioned it a dozen times that, like, you know, I, I'd want to go to a supermarket for, like, uh, some chocolate banana or ice cream or something, <laughs> and I go to the freezer case and open it up and look there and stare and look and look, and, and, and it won't be there, and I say, oh, crap. And then I'll go do my grocery shop, and I'll go back to the same case, open it up, and there'll be one sitting right there waiting for me. It's and like there's I, the chunky monkey. Yeah, it is. I love the so monkey monkey. Yeah. 
So I, I, I think it really does help if you put your, your mind on it, that that's what you're looking for. And, and, you know, you're looking for something, show me something strange or, or show me a cemetery story. Or, or you know, I, I like to find a good cemetery story and, and then set that in your mind ahead of time and go look. And then you'll be surprised how many times that will show up for you. And newspapers.com is yep. such a great resource. I have been working on a documentary for a lot of the last year. Um, really? About, oh, what? Yeah, it's about a murder trial from the 50s. Ooh, cool. And my father, my father sat on the jury. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, t local to this area that mm -hmm. I live in. And I, like you, I can't, I couldn't go to the libraries and I have a friend who works at WBUR, he's actually on the board of directors, and he said, get a subscription to newspapers.com. And it helped me so much. It is amazing. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing resource. Um, if you're, you're a writer, if, uh, uh, researcher, documentaries. So it's, it's been invaluable to me. And I, it's, you know, it's, it's a little, I, I don't know, I guess in the big, big scheme of life, it's not that pricey. It's, I, I guess it pays itself off, you know. Well, how much is it? Just so out. It's, it's like $75 for six months or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I just okay. renewed it. Uh, it I, yeah, it is. It's great. And, and I, and I, unfortunately it doesn't encompass all newspapers. Like there are some local newspapers here. It doesn't encompass the Enterprise or the Patriot Ledger, I think. And so I still need to get to libraries to kind of explore those papers. But I think, you know, now they're starting to open. So I should be able to go finish it up soon. It's interesting. Excellent. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, Roxy, in your neck of, the, neck of the wood is, of course, the famous Smutty Nose Murders, which is the the uh, O.J. Simpson trial back in the, the day. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, so or have you, you ever, know, ever I, looked into it at all? Well, it's 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 funny because about four years ago, they had a weekend out on Star Island, and the whole weekend, um, it's part of the Heritage Weekend where you can go and stay and hear all these lectures. And um, the subject was this money knows murder. So oh, wow. it was, you know, essentially two and a half days of talking about the murder, you know, theorizing, looking at the evidence, yeah. what little that there was. And um, it was really amazing because when you consider the murder happened, you know, 140 years ago and people are still trying to figure that out. Um, it just, it really just blows my mind. Um, and of course the two murder victims who were from Norway are buried in Portsmouth, which a lot of people say that cemetery is haunted. The ax is in downtown Portsmouth in market square at the Athenaeum, which is our old library. And it's on display. And then you've got the book, the weight of water by Anita Shreve, who, um, you know, even though it's a fictionalized story, it has a basis in the murder. And, um, you know, it's, I think everybody has a theory. And that's one of the things that I learned when I went to the conference is everybody had, you know, their own theory that maybe it was the one surviving woman, maybe it was a family member, 
you know, uh, there were so many different ideas. And, you know, and, and the there, there was somebody who was convicted and, and executed because of this. OK, you yes, have to. The, the, I don't know anything the, about this. What you're talking about. You know about. anything about the Smutty Nose Murder? I do not. <gasps> you I don't know it yet? Out there oh, my they, God. They you, I thought you were from New England. What the hell? I am. I assume you knew I it. I'm not, not familiar with this murder. So you guys got to. Well, steal. I'll let Roxy because she is a much better storyteller than I am. Story. So the uh, the the story is, it took place on the Isles of Shoals, which is the group of islands, you know, just off our teeny tiny sea coast here. Um, some of the islands are in New Hampshire, some are in Maine, and Smutty Nose Island is one of the islands out there. So it concerned, really, it came down to a man named Lewis Wagner, and Lewis Wagner had a bit of a troubled past. It was the 1880s. He would often go out to the island and work. And he knew the people that were out there. Um, you had this uh, little wooden house that became known as the murder house out there. Um, you also had the Oceanic Hotel, which is on Star Island, which is an eye shot of where the murder had happened. So allegedly, Lewis Wagner, who was down in the red light district of Portsmouth, which we've talked about many times, oh. uh, climbed into a rowboat in March and it was snowy out, rode in this rowboat nine miles out to <laughs> Smutty Nose Island with an axe in hand, and allegedly he murdered two of the three women that were in this house, you know, very, very grisly with this axe. Now, this was attested to by the one surviving woman who had climbed through the window while the murder was happening. They had hid under the bed. They were running about the house, and of course, you know, he managed to get two of the three of them. So she hid in the cleft of a rock, um, in the snow, bare feet, no coat, no, you know, no warm clothing at all. And according and to the story... And we're going to have to hold that thought right now because we have to take a break, <gasps> unfortunately. Oh, it's right? a dramatic that, pause. That cliffhanger. So we'll oh. hear more about the Smutty Nose Murders when we come back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron, our special guest, Roxy Zwicker, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Patreon who help bring you this show. Uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet. 
Para-X Radio, the Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our very special guest this evening, Roxy Zwicker. And I am on the edge of my seat. I need to hear the rest of the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't believe you haven't heard it. That's I've funny. heard it. Oh, so good. So, go, go, go. so we're, we're out there on the island. We've got these two women. So... Karen and Anne Christensen. So they were the two Norwegian women that were um, murdered. One of them was strangled with this axe. So the woman who had escaped through the window, uh, her name was Marin Hanbet. And there's actually a place out on Smyrna's Island that's called Hanbet's Rock. And it's mm-hmm. this, you know, little opening in the rock where allegedly she hid during the murder. So, it was said that, and, you know, again, there's there's varying theories that Louis Wagner sat down and made a sandwich. He stole $20. The motive for the murder, um, there were many different ideas and theories in regards to that as well. And some people say, well, Louis Wagner, why would he have done it if all he was going to do was, you know, get out, row out to the island and steal $20? Like he could have, you know, mm-hmm. killed a bum in Portsmouth South End in the red light district and gotten more money than that. Mm-hmm. So after after the murder was committed, he climbed back into the rowboat and rowed all the way back to Portsmouth, another nine miles, all, you know, within this short period of time after committing the murder. And this is no easy task. Like I have friends that kayak out to the Isles of Shoals, and they tell me it is, I mean, work to get out there, let alone get right. back. So... He was That's implicated. back when men were men, though. <laughs> back when men were men. I'm just some saying. men are still men. There are some men that are still men out there. So, um, of course, he was implicated um, in the murder. And, again, he was known to the folks out there. And, essentially, he was arrested, imprisoned in Boston. And people were so upset. Um, about this murder that thousands of people had showed up at the train station um, when he was, you know, being uh, carried into jail. And essentially, he escaped, and it made him look twice as guilty. He was brought um, to trial in Maine, because, again, this happened on Smyrnos Island, which technically is, is part of Maine. And he escaped again. And, again, all, all of this was just making him look guilty. And finally, um, he he was was recaptured and 
brought to the gallows and executed by hanging um, up in Thomaston for committing the double murder. Now, this really inspired a lot of people to write about it. Celia Saxter, um, who we talk a lot about in reference to the Isles of Shoals and her gardens and her writings, and her father was Thomas Layton, uh, who was a lighthouse keeper out at White Island. She actually wrote about it as well. Um, the axe itself. There's a boat named after him, too, the Thomas oh, Layton. There, yeah, absolutely. Yep, the Thomas Layton, which is the steamship that goes out to the Isles of Shoals. So when I went to this conference um, out on Star Island, it was fascinating because people had asked, you know, well, if we've got the axe, then we should be able to solve the crime now because we have, you know, DNA evidence testing, and that's been able to to solve so many crimes. The problem was, you know, in the 19th century, they took the axe, threw it in the back of a boat. The boat Mm. made its way back to Portsmouth, and it was washed with salty seawater. So anything that Axe could tell us is now gone. And also, it's especially grisly because when you look and view the Axe, which is, you know, uh, you know it's, it's like this thrilling, scary murder weapon. You know, it's just sitting there on display. Um, the handle's broken, and the handle was broken in the actual committing of the murder. So the two women, um, the two murder victims, are buried in Harmony Grove, which is part of our um, our really large cemetery in Portsmouth that's still being used. And people come from all around to visit their graves. Their graves have um, two broken roses on it, which symbolizes the life cut short. And you'll find that there's little trinkets and things on there. Um, and when I was out the last time on the Isles of Shoals, the folks that work out there believe that that murder site on Smyrnos is actually haunted. And they've mm. been doing excavations over there and archaeological digs. And in the area of where the house was, they say that it is absolutely spooky. And, of course, there's you know, ghost stories all over the aisle. But um, they, they believe that some of them actually relate to the double axe murder. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You That's don't... crazy. Like, why? What would prompt him? That's 18 miles of rowing in right. one night. Mm-hmm. 18 miles. In March. In the middle of the night, right? There was there was one theory that uh, he overheard him saying that they had saved some money uh, up, and that was why he went out uh... there looking for that money. That was one of the theories on the thing. But this, I mean, he was found guilty, and he was hanged, so... Uh, what whether happened? You... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No. What happened to the the woman who survived? Does anybody know? She became president well, of the United States. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like a Norwegian. What happened, yeah. Roxy? Okay. <laughs> Do we know? Well, she probably disappeared. Well, well, some people believe that she was the one that right. committed the murder. So, Marin. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that. Um, it was her, and there was an um, unsubstantiated rumor that she confessed to oh. the murder on her deathbed. But oh. there is, you know, there's no proof of that, and certainly, you know, Louis Wagner is long in the grave. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, okay, she, a, yeah. a little too late there. Um, she literally some, hung the sky out to dry. Uh, yeah. She just, she just said, hmm, I could blame this guy. Everybody knows he's no good or whatever. Oh, he did it. 
Or he did it. And, and we'll never know. When, no, we won't. And when um, Louis Wagner was brought to the gallows, which was interesting because he was um, hanged next to a man who murdered um, his brother's wife and child. So, uh, uh. which is, is like a whole nother story. But um, <laughs> Louis Wagner was, you know, essentially silent and, um, you know, just stood there and, you know, uh, professed his innocence and that was it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I mean, in those days you weren't, you didn't have lawyers and you didn't have someone to stand up for you. You had lawyers. What do do you think this was? Well, what year was it? 1800s. You had lawyers way back before It was 1873. But... What makes you think he could afford a lawyer? Well, there, you know? there is some belief that they needed to hang somebody for the murder, <laughs> for the murders. And since he was already associated out there, like I said, he had a bit of, you know, a checkered past. Um, he had run into the law previously that people were essentially happy to essentially have his, you know, head on a pike, as it were. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's another book out, I forget who the author is, but he he, he definitely, uh, his, well, his theory and, and uh, goes along that he did kill, kill uh, he was the murderer. Mm-hmm. And, but there, yeah, the, you know, there's as a... Roxy said, I forget the name of the book, though. It's, uh, the guy did a it's, lot of um, research. It's by Dennis it, so. Robinson. Oh, is it? Yep. He, uh, he, he's, he's a author and historian here on the Seacoast. He wrote a book about the Wentmers and, um, about the murders out there as well. Mm-hmm. And he did and he, a, a he, lot of work with the Athenaeum to, to try to piece it together. Yeah. And he, uh, he believed that it was him. Right. But so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, everybody has their own theories, but it, it, at the end of it was, you know, he was convicted and, until it's he's proven innocence, he's guilty. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, it unless we can prove something in the sun and now, which would virtually impossible, uh, then you know uh, it's kind just of sounds like he never got a trial. He did get a trial. He he, 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 he did get he did get a trial, um, and people had come forward saying that he was the type of person who said, you know, that if he needed money, that he wasn't afraid of murdering someone. And he Mm -hmm. gave an alibi for where he was when the murder took place out in the Isles of Shoals. But the problem was there wasn't a single witness to back him up to Mm -hmm. say that he was in this saloon in Portsmouth, he was in this brothel in Portsmouth, which was Mm -hmm. his story that he maintained, essentially, that he really never left the red light district. And there wasn't, mm-hmm. with all the activity that was going on down there, and trust me, it was pretty crazy in Portsmouth, oh, yeah. there wasn't <laughs> a single person to come forward to say, yes, Louis Wagner was in the bar, or, you know, he was in the House of Ill Repute. Like, he, he could not put night. together a solid case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's very interesting. Yep. That's where Spunny Mills beer comes from. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Money. I, 
I know. I like that beer, actually. It's okay. See, there you go. Now you know the <laughs> true story behind Spenny Nose Beer. Because it was that woman who stole the money and she opened up the Spenny Nose Brewery. Yeah. And that's where they bring the <laughs> That's what happened to her. That's the true story behind there it. There you go. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. She yeah. opened a brewery. Yeah, she opened the brewery. <laughs> she lived happily ever after. The, the funny part about about 20 years ago, uh, in fact, it was the first time I had met Maureen. And we were going to go and do an investigation on Smutty Nose Island. It was owned by a couple of lawyers from uh, the West Coast. Uh, and uh, we had gotten permission and everything else. had arranged for a boat and everything to, to take us out there. And uh, the night before we were supposed to go, the two lawyers pulled the plug on us, and we Aww. never did get to go. Yeah, that was uh, that was always that? funny. Yeah, that was always funny because Maureen never even. I mean, she met me once at a restaurant and didn't didn't know me from all, anything about me, and and yet she was going to go to this deserted island with me. <laughs> with Ron Kolak. Yeah, Ooh, that's... boy. Well, you know she's well, you... psychic. Oh, that's true. You, you you can actually um, go out there if you take the ferry out to Star Island. They have yep. little dories, and you can just paddle your way um, past the breakwater over to Smutty Nose Island, which you a can. lot of people will do that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I, I just haven't been either to the Isle of Shoals uh, probably in, in, in the same amount of time, maybe, maybe a little less, but I haven't been to the Isle of Shoals uh, probably 15 years, and uh, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a fun trip to do. Yeah, I'd like to do that, in fact. On my list of things to do. Bucket list. Bucket once, list. This, once this virus is over, that is. Virus list. <laughs> anyway. So, wow. uh, what, how are we doing time? Oh, okay. So, anything minutes. else you want to talk about? Any unique stories you want to share with us? You'd be kind of, <laughs> kind of, like, tell us. You know, <laughs> Well, um, it, so I'll, I'll give you a story, but I'm going to um, give you a, a little preface to this story that just happened to me um, this past weekend. Oh. So I was up um, researching a, a couple of stories along the sort of the main mid coast there and, you know, wandering, you know, throughout cemeteries, taking pictures of old houses, doing some research. And um, we, stayed over uh, a couple of nights, you know, because you know, can't get it all in in a day in, in my book. No. And um, we had gotten to the end of the day and we were just getting back to our hotel. We just left a cemetery in a couple houses. And I got an email from someone and they had sent me a, a photograph of a gravestone, which isn't uncommon. People send pictures of gravestones all the time. Like, you know, what does this symbol mean? Blah, blah, blah. So, um, I opened her email and I looked at the picture of the gravestone and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I dropped everything and emailed her back. Now, th this mid-coast, you know, this is up north of Portland. I haven't been mm -hmm. up there in, in years. And mm -hmm. uh, I could not believe the picture she sent me when I opened up my phone to look at the photographs that I had taken that day. I had taken a picture of this same gravestone. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And I emailed her back and I said, oh, my God, I said, you're not going to believe this. Look at the time stamp and the date stamp on my photo. I said, I was just there. 
And wow. so she says, oh, my God, you're you're in my neck of the woods. I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And she mm-hmm. asked me, she says, can I meet you tomorrow? Uh-huh. So I met her on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up swapping notes about the gravestone and the symbolism and everything. But how weird, crazy was that? That's amazing. Karma. So it's like, it's, you know, it's weird, to be. weird stuff mm-hmm. like that, that happens. So um, that's that's the telephone calls that did, you know. Oh, I want to know what was. I want to know what was on that gravestone now. (laughs) It really, you you know what? It wasn't anything crazy. I hate to tell you. Um, essentially, it was uh just a carving of a scroll and a trumpet, but it looked, you know, very um. It's kind of weird because it was like in the background and you couldn't quite tell. Um, what it was, kind of like a spiral. It was a 19th century gravestone. But I just, I happened, and there's, and this is a huge cemetery. And, you know, there were thousands of gravestones, and I probably only took, you know, maybe 20 or 30 pictures. And wow. I was like, oh, this one's kind of cool. As I was walking to the next one, which really got my attention, which is the one I'm going to tell you about. Um, but I just, I thought, I was like, okay, who is going to believe me? I'm like, come <laughs> on. Um, but that, wow. you know, those are the, the weird things that, that happen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, kind of strange, um, but very That's... cool, but very strange. That's because you're connected to that universe. You know, you just bingo. It's like through the graves that the two souls meet. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. That was, what did it's I say? True. That was kind of weird. Okay. Through, through the graves, the two souls meet. Yeah. Said Ron like Kolak. <laughs> I like that. That should be, I'll, I'll put that on my tombstone. Better write that down. Yeah. We didn't know about the other gravestone. I'll do it like I did it in high school. I'll write it on ink on my, um, on for the, the test. End. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yes. The other gravestone, Roxy. <laughs> the other gravestone. The other gravestone. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so the other gravestone that, got my attention it had a big ship that was carved on it it was absolutely beautiful um the gravestone dated from 1856 and um you know the detail on the gravestone was absolutely beautiful you know it it looked like a piece of art so i walked over and took a look at the inscription on the stone and it said it was for um captain george jordan and he was born in 1813, and it went on to say that he sailed from um, Liverpool on the unfortunate Pacific. So I'm thinking to myself, so on the unfortunate Pacific, is that the Pacific Ocean, or where where does the Pacific come in? And then it said um, January 23rd, 1856. So I said, well, this is an interesting story here. Um, You know, I, I said to myself, let me take some pictures of this stone, let me go back and see what I can research. Well, that was my intent when I got back to the hotel room before I got sidetracked with the picture of the stone that was next to this one. <laughs> and this was, this was just such an unbelievable story. So the Pacific was actually a ship. It, it wasn't referring to the ocean, which is what I initially thought. And the Pacific had set a... Um, a big speed record for, you know, crossing the Atlantic Ocean. However, um, after a a few years, there were some problems with the Pacific, and it probably should not have sailed 
on that 1856 voyage. So there were um, 200 passengers and crew on board, and it left um, from Liverpool, England, and was heading to New York City on that date. And all of a sudden, they lost track of the ship. It never arrived, as it was supposed to, in New York City. And it was a huge mystery for years. What happened to this ship and its crew? So many years later, um, in, uh, in a very strange twist of events, a message in a bottle was found. Don't, don't, don't you just, like, fantasize about finding messages in bottles yeah. on the beach? No, I know. Huh? With, with, like, some incredible story. Yeah. Um, and, and a message in a bottle was found um, out in the, uh, in, in the Hebrides, which is, like, out by Scotland. And um, the message declared that the Pacific had crashed into an iceberg and oh. had sunk. And that was the message that they found in the bottle. So all 200 people went down with the ship. So in the 1990s, of course, you know, they're out there with all the modern equipment. And mm-hmm. they actually found what they believed to be the wreckage of the Pacific um, just off the coast of Wales. And here we had this stone in this cemetery, which is really a centigraph. Centigraphs are gravestones that are really in name only because obviously right. the person's not buried there the if no they're lost at sea. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes people don't understand that though. They'll stand there like, oh, the person's buried here, but they're not buried there, obviously, because right. they're lost at sea. Mm-hmm. So um, I would not have found that story um, if I wasn't attracted to that gravestone with that beautiful carving on it. And, um, of course, went back and found the story of the message in the bottle, which told us the fate of that amazing ship. Wow. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I love when that happens. Yeah. That Did is... you ever send, ever send a message in a bottle? No. Of course. Yeah, me too. Back when I was, you know, probably <laughs> like 12 or yeah. 13. I, yeah. I, you got to do a message in a bottle. You've never done it again? I've never done that. God bless you. Apparently, I've missed vital part of my childhood. I don't know. Yeah. You sure you're from New England? Maybe yeah. you're from. <laughs> maybe you're an alien. I don't know. Maybe you came down on one of those UFOs. They you found all hear something. me talk. You know I'm from New England. Come on. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Wow. Well, clearly, I have to go to the ocean and chuck a bottle in. Definitely. Take yeah. one of my wine bottles and. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you must have. There. You can send the whole. I got plenty. Encyclopedia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they still show up, though. There's every once in a while, there'll be a, you know, a message in the bottle that uh, that shows up with some kind of story in the news every few years. It's really fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember I, I, of course, I can't remember the details, but it was, I believe it was a, uh, a school in uh, either Scotland's or, or uh, Wales, it was up that way, and uh, the kids got together, put a message in a bottle, and, and threw it out, and then it ended up someplace like Australia or some ridiculous place. Not maybe not in Australia, but some place far, far away. And they got the bottle, in, and they actually sent it back to the the school and everything because no, it was you know, funny. yeah, yeah. That's that message in the bottle is a cool thing. You definitely got to do it in. 
I mean, Way I never get a reply. more interesting than, you know, putting it out there on Facebook. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I can reply right away. <laughs> but what would you write in that message in the bottle? What would you want that other person to know? Would you put your location? Would it be like a time capsule? Like, what would you, what would you want to say? Clearly, I'd have to tell them to listen to Ghost Chronicles Radio <laughs> on Toginet <laughs> every uh, Wednesday podcast. night at 7 p.m. Ghost commercial message. <laughs> uh, podcast. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to put, like, God. help. Yeah, <laughs> throw it out. Nice help. Oh, yeah. my God. This person's in trouble. I have no idea where they are. Oh, funny. But then you, you do other stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, that, that was always, I used to always do that. Put right helping and then throw it in the water. So people get like help. Well, well okay. <laughs> but anyway, have speaking about time, have you ever, did you ever do a time capsule, Roxy? Um, I think when I was in elementary school, I kind of remember doing a time capsule. Yeah. And like, you know, putting it away for, you know, mm-hmm. year, you know, 2092 or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, and I remember in my town, they had actually opened up a time capsule that had been placed in the 1950s. And it had like a a newspaper and a coin and, you know, little odds and ends like that. It's, right. it's a really interesting yeah. concept. I mm. love doing that. I, I, I do that. Uh, I did it as a kid and, and I've done it here in my house. Sometimes you take them and you can put them in the wall. You know, you just do a little, mm-hmm. put it in a little box, put in, like you said, a coin, a newspaper, stuff like that. In fact, uh, oh, man, we got to go. I remember uh, when I was doing renovations to my uh, mudroom, the entranceway to the place, that uh, I found newspaper in the wall and the newspaper talked about a cigarette base in New England during World War II were uh, into So cool. It was the finest nice. thing. But anyways. I did one I did one with my kids uh when it oh, it was uh turned two thousand when we when ah. it was Y two K. Excellent. We did and we just took suck it, you know, I just said write a little a little letter to yourself and uh you were supposed to do like a recording of your voices but we didn't do that we didn't have the materials to do that but yeah and we just put it in the closet and i pulled it out not that long ago that's pretty cool gives the kids a laugh you know yeah that was fun well unfortunately that was the doorbell which means the zombies are here and pizza from the dead and (laughs) all that crazy stuff so we've got to wrap up the show uh you've been listening to ghost chronicles with roxy zecker and roxy if people want to find out more about you how could they <laughs> you can uh go to my website at newincuriosities.com you can also go to my facebook page new England curiosities which is super active i'm on there all the time telling stories and doing all sorts of things and my instagram if you want to see that gravestone is roxy zw roxy yes. zw i gotta anyway. go see that yeah. <laughs> all right gotta wrap it up <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. And also, I do want to 
go that Roxy will be joining us at Spirit Quest this year as well. And tickets Yay. for Spirit Quest are on sale. They are limited, and we are selling them. And we got to go. So everybody, good night. God bless and stay safe. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night, everyone. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.